0: Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Lockdown City.
1: It feels like lockdown, doesn't it? it? Lockdown City. Lockdown City. That's where we are. Lockdown city feels yeah. like a Tina Turner
0: song. Does it a little bit, <laughs> except Ike <laughs> says that he wrote it, and don't, don't argue with, with Ike Turner. He was a bad man, but we're nice people here at Three Triple R We are your station in isolation. We're here in beautiful downtown East Brunswick. Yes, we ran the gauntlet. We did, it does feel like that, doesn't it? There's uh-huh.
1: significantly less traffic on the roads, there which is. is good, I guess.
0: I did not get uh, pulled over by the cops. You said you did earlier this week, you I had the papers, please. I did, and uh, very good afternoon to everyone. Hello. Uh, my name is Cam Smith, across from you I have...
1: Uh, I'm Matt Steadman, hello everyone, welcome to the afternoon. Sipping on his latte. Yes, that you made for me. And we had, we've had. we had one of the great
0: croissants of all time. We did! <laughs> oh my god, what a croissant it was! You know, out there, first of all, you've got to be of that subset Venn diagram mm. of someone who likes croissants. So, yes. there you go. You yes. in the circle? Come with us. I've never met someone who doesn't like croissants, but anyway, yes. I'm I- sure there's someone out there who goes, oh, I hate croissants. I just don't care for them. I'd be an English person. <laughs> no, I don't like croissants. They're awful. They're awful. They're awful. We're all full of butter, <laughs> um, but anyway, we did that. We put it; it was in the oven for that perfect amount of time. Uh, it was all good and came out crispy and perfect, and the coffee was pouring well. And things could be worse, I suppose. Small mercies.
1: <laughs> it in, is these days, it? like this. so. Since we last spoke, yes, uh, obviously there have been changes, further changes <laughs> and restrictions, um, which. I guess, have, you know, obviously had the same impact to the industry that we're here to talk about
0: than we did in lockdown 1.0. Oh, you have to bring us down, don't you, man? I do. No, but you were you, you so right. And, and that's what the, the show is going to be about today. The first, mm. uh, that sort of brings us on to the fact that, yes, things have reverted back to shut down. Yes. <laughs> um, and this is really screwed up. Yeah um, and we feel for our industry, the hospitality industry that has had to put on staffs, do rosters. Order food. Order food. And we'll be speaking with Danny Villant very, very shortly. And yes. she's going, Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Cam. So don't you steal my thunder. But uh no, we're just reiterating well, actually we're Not reiterating, we've just started. We're just iterating. We're we're iterating. You can reiterate, Danny. We'll be (laughs) up. We're going to be calling you soon. Yeah. Um, And then we're going to have a chat to someone who is another person who's been affected by this. Yes. Um, And his name is Dan Sims. Yes. Um, And Dan puts on amazing events. Yes. Around Australia. In a normal year, he'd be probably on a plane. Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Either uh, New Zealand, Singapore. I think he was oh, really? doing stuff in Hong Kong. He might have been.
1: So you might have heard, I think it's Pinot Palooza, am I right? Game it's of Rones. W- Game of Rones. So these- Mould these- Cheese Festival. Yes. These big, big sort of wine events you may have heard of or visited. Uh That's his gig. Maybe you've imbibed in. Oh, I remember. Because we have. We got a little bit messy one, Pinot Palooza. Do
0: you, do you, do you like
1: that? whenever you want? Like it's wine tasting, right? Yeah. And the thing with wine tasting, you get a little little splash, maybe you know twenty mil of wine. Mm. But the problem is, you, you you get like five of those splashes in ninety seconds. You go, hmm, splash, 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 splash. And so, <laughs> and so
0: I, I can't
1: feel my legs. And By the end of the afternoon, <laughs> yes, it's quite the wine buzz. You certainly wouldn't want to be driving anyway. That's what Dan Sims does in a normal year.
0: Well, That's what he yeah he was does, and and I think one of the things that really, um highlighted those events was the quality of the event a yep. b the quality of the people that were there too yeah true that there was never any messiness there was never any you know there's a fight over there by the by the mornington pino store you know <laughs> it didn't happen anyway no. anyway we're going to find out what's happening with dan what are you doing dan yeah um and and then we've got um i don't know should we call him a mystery guest do we want to have a... a... Oh,
1: yeah, why not? So there's, a, there's a bit of a rock and roll link with uh, a fellow in Heathcote, and we're going to explore it. In fact, there's multiple rock and roll Yeah,
0: links. because, um, and, and keen listeners to the show will know that he was, uh, his name was brought up last week. Yes. So he rang me on, well, it was Monday or Tuesday, <laughs> we're going, were you talking about me on the radio? <laughs> I hear you talking about me, yeah. Cam. What did you say? No, actually... They said you were pretty complimentary, so anyway, yeah. we're going to do that, and we've got a couple interesting rock anecdotes. Yes. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own jokes, I shouldn't do that. Um, one thing I want to do uh, before we go any more is, what's, what's that in your mouth? mouth? Thank you very much. What the... is it? Well, um, I was in uh, brazing heaven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That doesn't sound good. It's, it's a, and that's a good time books. you to be praising. I did books. Osabuco. Yeah. Um, and my Lord, I came up with the idea of this notion of the aroma of mm. anticipation. Oh, because some things when you you cook, and we were talking mm-hmm. about when you were cooking Osso and you might not have cooked it long no, enough. No, but
1: last time I did Osso it was tough and horrible. And yeah, the yeah.
0: sauce was delicious, but the, yeah, the meat. You, you needed the, to have persisted. Maybe. And we were talking about that reaction, which of course is. Uh,
1: turning uh, uh, something into... Gluten's into collagen's, Cam. Oh, dude! I thought you. Come
0: on, <laughs> you disappoint me, Maddie. Sorry. Uh, the, the whole thing of braising is turning yes. collagen into gelatin. Collagen into gelatin. Collagen into gelatin, Chef. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes, and, and you need about three hours to do that. And we're talking meats, of course. And, we're talking, so and can... we're talking so so vegetarians. Sorry.
1: Well, you can braise. You just you just don't need that amount of time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> if you're doing vegetables. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Because vegetables is all about looking after the water content. Mm. Is is what someone actually told me. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this was just a. God, it was good. And it just filled the house with this. Aroma, It's a good
1: cook too, Osebuco, because you get to chop up all the veggies, you sort of fry them all off, and you feel pretty chefy. And then the oven does all the hard work.
0: It is. It's 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 about um, twenty minutes of preparation, probably. Yep. So uh, Osebuco cut around the, the 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 circumference of it, mm-hmm. so that it doesn't deform and go all weird when you fry it up. Mm-hmm. Fry those. So put that aside. Make a sofrito. I made just onions, yep. n- no carrot, no celery. Right, so it's yeah. all very, very, sure. very basic. Mm-hmm. Mate. Mm-hmm. Strip back, strip back. Um, and uh, and then Sofrito uh, cooked off a whole bunch of capsicums because I had them left over in the fridge. And that was yep. the whole reason why I made this. Because, like, ah. I've got all these capsicums, I've got to do something. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went, oh, so we'll good. Um, and uh, deglaze, white wine. Yep. Bit of chicken stock and then two tins of the best tomatoes, chopped up tomatoes you can find. Yep. And I'm I have this sort of guilty pleasure at the moment. Mm-hmm. Muti tomatoes. Oh, I'm buying them too. Jesus, but they're not from Australia, and I feel kind of <laughs> terrible every time I buy them. I <laughs> go, yeah, they're not Australian, but they're really good. I think, good. You, can, I think you
1: can even get them from the supermarket. Oh, you
0: can. That's so, where I've been buying them. Yeah. And, and it's the I've been this was baby Romas. And they were so sweet, and oh my god! And the god. colour is amazing too. Oh great. my god! Anyway, so uh, then you cover all that, it's just, and then you braise it, and mm. you just sit back. And I was sort of, um, I had the, uh, I was lucky enough to be given a beautiful Dutch oven, oh yes blue Dutch oven, yep. enameled thing. Mm-hmm. Um, don't and, don't drop them, dent your tiles. I was going to say in your toe. you oh, can yes. break break <laughs> toes. Uh, luckily, I didn't, but I, it just left that mm. in the oven. And I just kept tuning the oven so that it was just moving, just moving. Anyway, made the gramolata. If you've never made ossobuku, for God's sake, and if you're a meat eater, sorry, Mm. um, make it because the thing is that that's sort of, if we look at a musical thing, Mm. uh, the ossobuku is bass. Yes. Right? It's bass. Yes. And then you make the treble. Yes. Which is the gram- and what is gremolata, for those who may not know? I was being Aussie. Grim, mate. Grim, grim. You make books and you put a good gr- grim on it. <laughs> this is the great thing about our country. Gremolata is this holy trinity. Yes. Parsley, lemon uh, zest, mm-hmm. and garlic. Yes. That has been... Finely chopped. Finely chopped all stuck through the microplane. And then oh, you just yeah. mix that up. And then you just you put that on the top at the very end. Yep. And the heat hits it. And you, it's like little,
1: I always like to think of it as like little cymbal taps on your uh, on your bass.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice. Great. It is, and uh, the world is a better place. Danny Villant, a very, very good afternoon to you.
2: Thank you, Cam. Good to be chatting to you on this Drizzly Sunday.
0: Drizzly Sunday. Did you enjoy Grace? Yeah, Here's I did. Yeah. Grace. Yes. Yeah.
2: We've, all, we've always got music, right?
0: Well, we've got to do no, something. in a
2: room together, but yeah, there's going to be music there somehow.
0: Yeah, come on. I mean, uh, and sometimes you need to just cheer yourself up a little bit because uh, we've had so far as our beautiful hospitality brethren and crew, they have had a devastating week.
2: It is not the position that we wanted to be in. Um, nope. you know, it's not the it's not the news that we wanted to get, and there's not the the energy that there was for lockdown number one. You know, everyone is so depleted and drained by all the energy and emotion they put into getting through the first, you know, one. The first lockdown, yeah. which we which we thought and hoped would be the only lockdown uh-huh. and to be thrown back into that space again uh, with everybody. Uh, just so stretched is is incredibly difficult it's uh yeah it's you could just you could just feel the slump you know you could just feel everyone's shoulders go down and just have the just the stuffing knocked out of everyone couldn't you
0: it's kind of resignation mixed with uh, just a touch of despair
2: yeah and a bit of anger and a lot of frustration um Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I guess we can definitely come together and say this is not where we want it to be, but we've also got to come together and push through and get through to the other side because I reckon we definitely can. It's well, not going to uh, be easy, of course but we, we will.
0: Yeah, of, of, of course we can, Danny. because the thing that um, is marvellous about this, uh, this country that we live in is that we are more community than economy at the moment with our response to uh, the virus uh, that is affecting the world. And we see some other places that have been relying more on the economy than the community reaping what they sow. And I talk about what used to be the most powerful nation in the world.
2: Yeah, it's... Um,
0: it's yeah, been US sad US to see. It's been sad to watch. It's a, and if, yeah, it's
2: a, it's a big mess. It's a, yeah, it is I a mean, big mess. The, the health response in the US is... Um, no, not okay. Uh, I, I guess no matter what you you want to say about um, the the way we're doing things here, I think we're we're definitely led by led by science, and um, that's, and we, and that's we, what you want to be doing when it's a health response.
0: Yeah, and we and we still look back at the Enlightenment and go, hey, that was valid, <laughs> which I think is kind of. I shouldn't be laughing at that because, um, yeah, the Enlightenment man, you know, <laughs> science, scientific reason, and all that. Anyway, we're doing that, but. Uh, what have you been hearing? I know that you've been. Uh, you were telling me when we spoke uh, earlier in the week that because you work with Ben Shuri on a project of keeping visa holders and hospo workers fed on Thursday, that you said that there had been a, a change, which was you wanted to relay to me.
2: Uh, look, um, Cam. You were. Um, you called me a couple of times. Mm. While I was giving out soup to visa holders, so I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't answer the call. At yeah, the time. No, that was fine. But it was um, when we spoke afterwards. Yes. I think I was really feeling the weight of um, the the sadness that a lot of the temporary visa holders that work in our hospitality industry had been feeling. So a lot of those people. Uh, had picked up some shifts or were looking forward to an easing of restrictions, uh, because they thought they'd be able to get their jobs back or find new work. And, uh, it was just such a downer that, you know, these people who'd said, you know, two weeks ago, okay, I won't be coming for soup anymore. they would be like, awesome, you've got a <laughs> yes. job. Um, you know, we'll be, we're, we're, we're sorry not to see you, but we're so glad that you don't need to come and get some groceries from us. Mm. And then, you know, uh, on Thursday, they were back because, um, things had not worked out how they, uh, how they'd hoped. So I guess it's just a real blow. Like a lot of people, you know, in all positions in our society, feel like they're at the end of their resources and resilience. But I think it's particularly... uh, It's particularly... It's a particular blow for temporary visa holders who are not eligible for any government support or very little government support. They're not, they're not eligible for the main job seeker or JobKeeper packages that are um, able to be accessed by the rest of us. Um, they're also not able to access their superannuation in this financial year, which is an option that's it's not. I mean, it's not a great thing to dip into your super, but when you're desperate, um, to have that option is of some comfort to some people, but that, that option is not open to temporary visa holders. So, I don't know. It's just, it just really sucks. Um,
0: and you said there were greater numbers too, didn't you, Danny?
2: Yeah, there were more people that came there were, along. There were and there. I mean, I, yeah, so, I expect so that will continue.
0: I guess that's something to, to ponder over, folks, as you sort of uh, hang around on a Sunday that... Um, there are a, a group of people that are are in real dire straits um, over this, and it's uh, it's it's a it's a very 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 sad thing. And then um, I don't know. Did you want to add anything more to that?
2: Oh, look, if anyone is in a position to support the project, we use donations of grocery vouchers to buy um, food to give away. We try to give everyone that comes along enough groceries to last them through the week, as well as the soup that we make for them. So if you head to the Attica website, it's just attica.com.au, and you'll just go to the Soup Project. You can read a bit more about what we do. And if you're in a position to support, then, you know, fab. And if you're not, that's fine too. Um, But... Yeah, it's – I mean, it's about awareness raising as much as anything else. And through this whole pandemic, I've been campaigning on behalf of visa holders, and I feel like I'm into another phase of that now. Just been, I guess, regrouping um, my personal – mustering my personal energy uh, to just, like, go at it again. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah – uh, I don't know, I just feel like we're all here. And I think, you know, if anything, uh, you know, the hard lockdown of the public housing towers. I think what that did do for a lot of us was just um, threw into the spotlight the link between poverty and virus transmission. And I think anyone who is in straightened economic circumstances is, is in a worse position to socially distance, uh, to stay home if they're feeling unwell, to seek medical treatment if they need it, you know, all those things. So, um it's, uh, to put people in a position where they are, they are less able to, to distance, to seek help and to stay home if they're unwell isn't smart for any of us. No. So for me, I mean, there are, there are good reasons just from a simple like, you know, social justice and compassion point of view to help everybody who happens to be here at the moment. But also from a point of view of the health of the whole community, it just makes, it makes sense to help the people that are here. Mm-hmm. And that includes temporary visa holders. So, uh, yeah, to me, I just, I found it baffling the whole time that Australia couldn't do better to look after everybody who's within our borders. Um, These are people that have been paying taxes. Many of them have been here for for years. Uh, They're also, I mean, we also need them to rebuild the industry. So there is a perception among some people that, you know, we don't have, have.
0: Sorry, we should have a vested interest in hanging on to these people, for God's sake.
2: Yeah, as the industry it's... rebuilds, we need them. Even if there are fewer restaurants, it doesn't mean that there are Australians to fill those positions. There was a I was, I was chatting to um, a, a tiller who owns Pizar Food Collective in Sydney, and he he he. They're in a different position to us, right? So he's advertising for workers. He had two hundred people apply for a job. Two hundred <laughs> international Whoa. workers applied for a job. How many Australians applied for the job? Zero. Ooh. So we need these people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, that's uh, that that is amazing. Now um, you have also been doing. How's your podcast going?
2: Podcast is yeah. Look, it's it's um it's doing really well. I mean, Dcam, isn't it fun to chat to people over the audio audio <laughs> mediums? Yes, um,
0: virtually. So, Say hi virtually. We. Um, I mean, we it, haven't had a guest it, in this place for I don't know how many months now. Yes. So yeah. yes, I agree. F- furious agreement with you.
2: Yeah, it's a privilege to you know getting people earbuds. Yes. Um so my podcast is called Dirty Linen and it uh the idea is that Uh, We tackle the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, and I stick to one topic for a week, uh, chat to different people who've got different perspectives on an issue. So last week was lockdown number two, and um, the week coming up Mm. is going to be mental health in the hospitality industry.
0: I think that's always
2: topical, but (laughs) even now especially.
0: Who are you talking to?
2: Uh, so tomorrow's episode is um, Bianca Welsh. She's a restaurateur in life. Oh, you were telling me about
0: her. She sounds insane. We've got 30 seconds. Matt's starting to look across. How did she work <laughs> out that she wanted to do a degree in psychology?
2: Yeah, so she had a worker, a gun waiter who, you know, was slipping a little bit. She had a mental health condition. Bianca wasn't satisfied with the way she was able to deal with it, so she went off to study psychology. Um, so wow. she's got a really unique perspective. Um, so, yeah, look, hopefully people will get a lot out of it. Um, I just think people are – hospitality is always always a tricky space for some people. Mm. Or, You know, it's just, you know, mental health is – is an issue that we need to be talking more about. So hopefully we'll just be um, airing some issues, helping some folk along the way.
0: Well, we have had to for years and years. Let's face it, this just actually focuses it even more. Uh, One last question before we do let you go. Danny is, uh, what's on your stove? What are you cooking?
2: You know what I'm... You know what I'm going to do? So I got takeaway from Left Handed Chef um, on Friday night. We had the Shabbos dinner, mm. and there's I've got some leftover tahini brioche. Mm. And um, Ehud Malka, the chef, messaged me earlier to say it makes a killer French toast. So I'm going to oh. go and make this tahini brioche into French toast, oh. and I reckon you'll you'll hear it sizzling all the way over there in past oh. week. It's going to be so good.
0: Oh my God! Speaking of tahini, I've made a big um, discovery. One of uh, Ottolenghi's recipes to make parsley sauce. Have, Ooh. You, have you done that? That's from his. I have not done that one. St- stupidly simple. You um, you get a big bunch of uh, of uh, continental parsley, throw it into the food processor, whiz it around, right, um, and we, then you add tahini lemon juice afterwards and lemon juice yeah, and a bit of salt and it, it, makes, the most, all those
2: ingredients. Oh, it makes the most I've it makes those ingredients I'm gonna do
0: it amazing amazing um sauce but it's it's all about um so long as you 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 do the um the parsley first then add the tahini and it keeps the green and it's just awesome okay D- Danny, I'm doing that too god bless you um thank you for all your work how do we find your podcast again
2: uh, it's called Dirty Linen. So if you can just look through my Instagram at Danny Vallant, you'll find it there. Or um yeah, get Dirty Linen podcast on your favourite podcast app, you'll find it. You'll get it.
0: Okay, uh, Danny, thank you for talking to us. Thank you for all the work you're doing. Um, thanks for
2: everything you do, Cam. You're um, yeah, you're a bloody top bloke. So thanks for having me on.
0: <laughs> thanks, Danny. Dan Sims, a very hearty and hail. Welcome to you.
3: Yeah, guys. How are you?
0: Good. Where we found you, buddy? Where are you?
3: Uh, I'm. I'm locked up in our one-bedroom apartment in Carlton. No, really.
0: Because you you were out and about beforehand. Oh,
3: yeah, was out and about. You, um, you managed to get to Gippy. Yeah, I got to Gippsland, and that was uh, just before uh, this second round of uh, of lockdown. But uh, yeah, I got back into town yesterday, and. Um, yeah so I come and face uh, face the music so to speak <laughs> yes. face, the, face, the, uh, face the work uh, you know the, the madness that we're going into lockdown number two
0: It is it is crazy we, um, we painted a little bit of a picture huh? about uh, what you do uh, at the top of the show but maybe for an explanation for our lovely huh? listeners tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, these incredible <coughs> events you put on Yeah
3: I oh, was well, supposed to Short version is a, look, I'm familiar hospitality by trade, and uh, the uh, and fast forward to today that effectively look we uh, we specialise in mass gatherings.
4: Yeah, uh, awesome.
3: With, all, with, with our events, it's great to be in the mass gathering business. Yeah. Um, but look, they have always been about uh, wine. Obviously, Pinot de is our biggest one. Yes. Um, our next biggest one is Mould uh, a Cheese Festival, and obviously those are on pause at the moment, um, which is uh, which is you know, sad all round because uh, they're they're wonderful fun fun time events and all about getting producers in front of people. Uh, and obviously, the start of COVID, we were we were quite literally like three or four days away from our first major event of the year in Brisbane. And uh, now, I think uh, with this second round of lockdown, it's uh, look if we run an exactly. event this year, I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, here yeah, is I. Be, uh, be I
0: I was yeah. all ready to give you a hand with mold, and uh, I know, <laughs> uh, you know, we were, we were ready to do that. And Then the, the rug got taken out from under us. Um, Dan, yeah. I think over the years you've done awesome events, beautifully curated. But the, Matt and I were talking about the the crowd that you get has always been really, really awesome, isn't that right, Matty? Yeah. So you yeah, came in. Yeah. It's you a very
1: succinct point you just yeah. made. <laughs> you,
0: you can add to that if you want, Matty. That was actually to uh, see if you wanted to join in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How oh, do I'm
4: you...
3: Well, the people we get is is very much around... Look, it's predominantly under the age of 35. And I think when you look at something like wine, which has historically been quite traditional, um, people think have this perception that wine is for for older people, but that's actually just wrong. Um, (laughs) And I think never before have people been more interested in everything that they imbibe, and especially wine. And I think people just want to learn about it the same way they consume it, and that's socially. You know, we... Wine's a social drink. We we go out to restaurants, to, to venues and bars to socialise. And now it's like, obviously, that's the, <laughs> the
0: challenging start thing start now. Crying in the car. corner. <laughs> we go out to socialise. That's right. We do,
3: Dan. Or we did. Oh, I can't wait to go to a pub and have a beer. I, I just like, it's one of my oh. things. So I just want to
0: go. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, I managed one of those. The uh, Food and Wine Festival, I did uh, a virtual quiz which was great Mm. at builders and they'd put the taps on and i can't get over how profound a glass of draft beer was it was like (laughs) it was almost like this religious experience oh
3: uh, look i miss it uh you know i miss it i think it's uh, with uh, especially with events and things like that everyone's talking about oh just make it online and It's kind of interesting. We looked Mm, at it, mm. and I like to sort of move relatively fast. If anyone knows me around events, I was like, get an idea, great, let's go. But Mm. when COVID hit, I was like, actually, you know what? I think we just need to take a moment here and just see what's actually happening because information was changing so fast. It was literally hourly. Um, And the obvious one is to just do wine tastings online, but I just – the whole idea about Palooza was that you could taste as many wines as you could in a... As you know, could. I like the way you as, say as, as, that. As you could. Yes. Um, but to taste it, so to replicate uh, a festival experience in someone's home with wine is a challenge because
0: mm. wine
3: is, for better or worse, in a 750ml glass bottle. And yes. so I just, I just thought that, Encouraging people to open multiple bottles of wine in their homes during a period of high stress and anxiety, I just don't think that's a really good idea.
0: I just think that does not compute.
3: It's like, it's like, so I think we're, we're looking at a few things with Palooza of how we can get smaller quantities of multiple wines for people to have that experience. But then when we looked at our Cheese Festival Mould, mm-hmm. an example, that, you know, we were five days away as I said, from our Brisbane event. Now, our cheese producers had, had literally made 1.5 tonne of cheese.
0: Wow, that's and one and a half combis.
3: <laughs> so we had to help them to... Uh,
0: it's like you, you asked for, for this stuff, Dan. What do we yeah, do with it? I know. Uh-huh. So, and
3: then we we tried to sell it and get it out to our audience, and we've always been about direct-to-consumer, but we... I discovered very quickly that a lot of the farmers they're just not set up for online. Yeah, right. Um, just, they don't have uh, whether uh, getting them to most people reply to an email. Um, <sighs> you know, is, is, yes. is a big thing, but to set up an e-commerce site. So hence, uh, we set up the Mole Cheese Collective, um, being that we would do uh, monthly cheese boxes, get it out to people. Uh, deliver anywhere in Australia you know, we'll take care of all the e commerce and comms and marketing side of things and the producers can do what they do best and which is make unbelievable delicious cheese.
0: And empty out their cool rooms, Dan. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need you to help save Australian
3: cheese by eating a lot of cheese. Okay, that sounds like a pretty good deal.
0: <laughs> Alright, we can do that. So so what's the story? You you've put together you've curated, let's use the C word. Drop the yep. C bomb. You've curated a, uh, a cheese box. Yeah. So
3: so what we do is that each month um, from a lot of the cheese producers in our uh, wonderful f- uh, festival collective orbit hmm. uh, is we get a bit of a range of different styles. So we have hard cheese, semi-hard, goat sheets, a uh, bit of blue, and put these boxes together. And you can buy one uh, for just one-off box or subscribe and get it delivered to your door every month. Really simple. Um, so we package it all up in um, beautiful, uh, bio-friendly, biodegradable, um, sustainable packaging. Yep. Because again, it was one of those things that you know <laughs> we've gone from a mass gathering business into a logistics
0: business. Oh uh, yeah, and you and you know your audience too, because they'll just go, yeah. Dan, what what the hell's with all the blur? You know.
3: Yeah, exactly. And that's yep. the thing is, like moving cheese around, you, you, you want it to be safe but you also need it to, and we knew from the start, we had to, I think that goes back to when we are talking about pivoting and moving, is that we had to do something that was on brand and at the core beliefs of what the festival was all about, Hmm. Um, and not just pivot so fast that we were spinning. And I think, you know, a lot of businesses Hmm. have found that challenge of what do we do? And if you move too fast, you just, as I said, if you pivot too fast, you just spin. So I was like, and okay. you fall over. What is, you fall over. Yeah. And, you get dizzy. and it's hard. So exactly. So it's like, well, what, are we, what do we believe in? Uh, we believe in fantastic artisan Australian cheese. Uh, we believe in getting it to people and connecting people to producers. Uh, we believe in sustainability and all of all of that because it's vital so how can we actually get it to people in their homes uh, fast? And that's been our biggest challenge. In the meantime, whilst we wait
0: to <laughs> for, for be thing, able to bring people to together again. All right. Well, look, yeah. we've, um, we've got you on the show. We should give you a chance to empty out some uh, cool rooms of, of cheese. <laughs> how much are these boxes?
3: It's uh, one-off boxes, eighty-five dollars. Yes. Uh, shipped anywhere in Australia, including shipping. Uh, you get four cheeses. It's generally around anywhere between six hundred to seven hundred grams of cheese. Yes. Like, that's a lot of cheese. Um, subscriptions are seventy-five. Then you get uh, four cheeses delivered every month. Or uh, you can do uh, three cheeses, which are seventy bucks. Again, shipped anywhere in Australia, hmm. and also in Singapore and Hong Kong.
0: Oh, it was Singapore and Hong Kong you used to go to. Wow.
3: Yeah, uh, so we can get it over there as well. <laughs> uh, we well, let's,
0: let's not worry about them. Let's let's just be parochial and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh Again, how do we find you to do this?
3: Just go to the dot Yeah, uh, or just search for us uh, or mould uh, uh, cheese on Instagram. Um, all the details are there. Mm. Uh, it, uh, it all goes a long way to helping Australian cheese producers.
0: Well, everybody, yeah, it's, it, it it goes down the line. I think uh, Matt was uh, had his eyebrow cocked. I think he's interested in one of those. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we can, oh, we can help that. you out there,
3: mate. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely,
0: Dan. Oh. Lovely to speak to you, buddy. Um, miss mate, you, um, miss you too, mate. Would be uh, would be great to see you in the studio. Um, I'll tell you, once this uh, we open up this studio, there's going to be the biggest party in there. <laughs>
3: It is going to be Duncan's. Duncan's coming. Duncan Buchanan's coming.
0: Um, Everyone's invited. (laughs) Everyone's invited, and uh, and we've got a special guest coming up um, who you probably haven't heard from for a while either. So stay tuned for that. Dan, love your work, buddy. Um, Love your work, guys. And yeah, stay strong as you are. And uh, as I say, we'll all get through this together. I hope that doesn't sound too clichéd and I don't get in too much trouble from Matt for that. He's going to let that Can one slide. Th- thanks so much, guys. Thank you, Dan. And someone on the line goes, hey, who are you talking about me? <laughs> what the hell were you talking about? And we have that guest on the line right now. How are you doing there, Foster the Imposter? Aka Adam Foster. Well, actually, that's what you should be known as, Adam. Hello,
4: <laughs> hello. Thank you for the introduction.
0: It's a, it's a pleasure for those that have never heard Adam's mellifluous tones on the air before. Um, you're a big part of the well, the triumvirate, I suppose. Of uh, who was it? it? Was Duncan, Barney, Barney Flanders, and your very, very good self talking about wine? Uh, well, all all things about wine.
4: Well, that's true. Many started a long time ago. You brought the band together. I did. Was, yeah, very long time ago,
0: actually. And then you went and formed your own band with Plonk during um, holidays.
4: Yeah, a bit of holiday session with that. That was good fun, and we haven't done that for a while. So. No, and then you um, became no, part but, um, of the
0: landed gentry. Well, we like to think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, go on. Why not? <laughs> yeah, you moved out. You you went uh, you went woo woo, but uh, oh, in this case, not rural thing. enough.
4: I know. I've skipped the city, and I've ended up in lockdown. I'm. We're in. Well, actually, <laughs> mind you, it's not so sunny, Tuberac today. Oh. Um, it's actually been raining all night now and drizzling. It's probably a high of eight degrees outside. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, we got away a few years ago, and they're back in uh, eighty-eight acres. Um, beautiful property up here in rolling granite hills of Tuberac. Um So yes, yeah, that's where we're living now.
0: So there's a lot of um, the soils are a bit granity.
4: Lots of granite, yeah. Wow. Lots of three hundred and fifty million year old decomposing granite amongst these hills, so it's pretty special.
0: That M- must be hell for the the tractors dragging ploughs and stuff <laughs> in the
4: back, <laughs> and oh, the bulldozers plows. and everything. Yes. Yeah, We've had, a, we've, had a, we've had our we've had our times with lots of granite. We've, I, bet we've you moved have. a lot of earth since we've got here, and we've found a lot of rock.
0: And I bet you've so. sworn at, at a few of those big rocks yourself.
4: Yes, we have uh, we have sworn at a lot of them and we've it tried is... to move lots of them. Yes. So yes.
0: Are you growing um are you growing um wine on the property? Well we're growing some vines, yeah. we
4: hopefully we'll make some wine, <laughs> So when do, when did you put the vines to grow, in grow, to grow wine, it'll be good. But um mm, no we, we've got He's a little vineyard house. in. <laughs> yeah, You're smart house, aren't you still bloody are not you? yeah, we've got a little vineyard planted, um, quite basically at over 8,888 vines a hectare. So, you know, general vineyards and heat are under 2,000 vines a hectare. So we've crammed them all in in a really small little amphitheatre at about 400 metres above sea level back in 2017. And we've already got a couple of crops out of them, which has been great. So, um, fingers crossed, and I suppose watch this space.
0: Okay, and you also said with lockdown, uh, you were heading into town, you were seeing... Uh Ian Ling down there at the, yes, the Lincoln, exactly. you, you got him a keg of your, what was it, was it Pinot? What
4: was yeah, a bit of Pinot Gris action, yeah, Pinot Gris at the Lincoln, um, he closed down in the last COVID and I think he decided to stay open and he's got a, a few workers that can't obviously get the uh, job keeper, so he sort of thought, well, let's just stay open and do takeaway booze and sell, sell wine off by the litre. So I think he's starting that in this coming week. I don't know if he's listening. Maybe I'll throw him under the bus. But I think he's starting it this week. Um, yeah, selling wine for basically kegs, um, giving it a good price and giving, getting it out to the people that are, might need a drink.
0: Well, fair enough, and we, and we all will. Hey, um, Adam, I'm just going to quickly stop you and just say that we've got a slightly deteriorating phone line. Um, I'll just say, look, this is one of those things uh, I hope for the best. Plan for the worst. If you could just move around a little bit, it might improve. That'd be bloody bloody awesome. Uh oh you sound beautiful, man.
4: Um I'm actually outside, so
0: are you? What are you wearing? Mm.
4: Not much. <laughs> that's so, I, the look I was just reading that. I said, to, I said to my wife, "Will I be the first person with nothing not pants on on the radio?" Anyway, oh, that's um, too much
0: information. See, now you've yeah, you've okay. creeped I me got out. On I've just I I've got got creeped out, them. Matt, and now you've creeped us all out. So you know that's uh, <laughs> mate. What are you doing? Um, but um, so uh, Ian um, at yes. the Lincoln, he's another good one. He's another one who's kept open to support staff who have no other options. So. God bless you, buddy. And um, exactly, yeah. So no,
4: there's a lot of people doing it tough out there. Damn Something right, like crazy. Oh, I don't know. It feels like a millennium. What is it? It's a long time anyway since March. So oh, it's yeah. like
0: we're living in dog years at, at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> it just seems, yeah. Well, that's, you know. that's,
4: that's actually yeah.
0: <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It, it's hard to believe that we've been doing this for so long. But uh, yeah. So your label, yes, is Ceramy. it's still Sirame. You make yep. a, an amazing Shiraz. Thank you. Which I haven't tried for quite a few couple of footy seasons now. Oh, we but... might have to rectify oh, that. I know. Probably. Well, you know, we could do... Anyway, that's, uh, that's Wink, not... wink, nudge, nudge, Yeah, now we're about self-interest. Um, But yeah. the other thing I remember you did was um, a great value add where you made Shiraz salamis.
4: Yes. Are you still well, doing I that? I have not made it, to be honest, probably since we moved up here. So that's probably about six years ago. Um, I can nearly get asked nearly nearly monthly <laughs> if I can make it. Well, it's a um, good product. You, you yeah, should probably, you should do it. I know. It's just since we moved to the country, life's changed. We basically moved to the country, got married within a year, um, gave, you know, um, had children. Uh, son, had our, children. Got married. What else do we do? Plant a vineyard. We, um, Our son was conceived that year. Yeah. Um, you know, then we built a plant a planted vineyard, built a winery, go built s- a cellar door, yeah, had s- another child, and here we are
0: and in go, COVID. And go swear at a rock, you know. Yeah. And do, exactly. do that sort of stuff. Go swear at lots of rocks. But exactly. um, listen, we, um, there's a couple of interesting anecdotes that you had, one about the property and the other which was related to... Uh, the song we played with the, the Stooges. With good old Iggy, yeah. Oh, Iggy. Um, and there's a funny thing. We talk about degrees of separation. And yes. uh, you have come up with a very interesting story of uh, degrees of separation with A, Mr Pop. What if that says it on his card? Uh, and two, um, the good crew or well, when they were all together as a band, uh, together, Nirvana. Yes,
4: of, of Nirvana, I yeah. know. Yeah, and you've got um, about
0: four minutes to tell us these two incredible minutes. stories.
4: Go. Okay, four minutes. The quick version is lockdown COVID number one, we're number two up here in sunny Mitchell Shire. Mm. Um, bulldozer driver Ross Knight, who is the lead singer of the Cosmic, Cosmic Psychos. Psychos. Was, yes. He's done a lot of work for me around the property. Yes. We were out here, and he said, oh, you know... When, you know, Nirvana toured in the 92, um, we were the backup in Victoria. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. He get said, out of
0: here.
4: He said, have you ever seen the front cover of the Rolling Stones magazines in 1992 after they just became number one? I went, no. Nah. He goes, Google it. He goes, And so actually, go, people, people can do it. that
0: now. If you want to play along, folks, with us here, uh, get to your whatever device you've got and go Nirvana Rolling Stones. '92 Rolling Rolling front cover, yeah. It's an awesome shot. So describe it's the awesome. shot for
4: and us literally standing on granite boulders.
0: yes yeah. Yeah. yeah, so and what?
4: And I said, oh, that's cool. He said, yeah, because we were out partying the night before because Ross Knight like, lives not far from me, down in Toubrook. He lives in yes. And he said, they, the, the once they went number one, they had to get someone to come and photograph them, and they sent them out, and they said, where should we go? And they, Ross said, well, let go to Toubrook and jump on a boulder. Our property at, back in the day was just grazing land, but Ross swears that it was our boulders. One of On the hill that we have, we have a lot of boulders, like, you know, Tens of thousands, I would suggest boulders. He said, "I was in one of them." That's where we stood, and they took that photo. I'm like, "No way!" No way. So, that was lovely. Lockdown number one. I learned that, and yes. I thought that is incredible. And I've obviously been a massive fan of Nirvana since well, I was in grade twelve when that album came out. So, not in 1992. So, and yeah, it was pretty amazing.
0: L- lockdown story number two. And lockdown story
4: number two, which not really, but last year. No, it's is not really. Hot. <laughs> Tour. Yeah. Um, his birthday is actually was on Easter Sunday which was the concert in Melbourne which I went to with my lovely wife and anyway we're all singing him happy birthday because it was actually his birthday not so any of us knew and then that mm. night later on he ended up with 20 of his entourage at Stoke House on Easter Sunday they stayed open until o'clock in the morning of course to feed Iggy and his 20 people. Um, Iggy loves Krug and white burgundy, I was told. So and, make sure you stocked
0: up. Hang about the Premier crew, white burgundy. Thank you very much.
4: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So one of the, the some went over. The sommelier went over to the table and said, "And he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, in his American sort of accent. You
0: Go know, and do it, do it,
4: do it. Well, you know, man, like, I'm in Australia, I should drink <laughs> something. I know I'm
0: really portraying this. So Go so and like, do it, do it, know, do it. Yeah, I love
4: man, it. like you know, I should drink something, you, man. I'm here." So the son happened to recommend, oh, these are the South Australians. Oh, if you want Victorian, there's one of this. And he said, like, yeah, that sounds cool. And it was actually my Jeremy Lala, current vintage 2012. That Iggy Pop ordered three bottles. Um, two, he drank one by himself and ordered two steaks to go with it, the wagyu and the ribeye. Boom. So I was. The familiar told me the day after the event, and I was on cloud nine. I could not believe it. Iggy Pop was actually drinking my wine at his birthday at the Soak House. So how pretty amazing is that?
0: And he dug it.
4: And he really dug it, supposedly. Like, he was really going on about it. So that was really nice. So that was a great rock and roll story to, you know, two bits of um, famous history um, and got to do with us and Tuber Act.
0: I love it. I love it. I, and I still think um, you need to get that... Uh Get a good print of that uh, that shot and get it Almond framed. Cover, yeah,
4: exactly. App, yeah, so looking for
0: one. You're looking for one?
4: Yeah, that's it. Now, definitely looking for one. I'm to really try to get one and yeah, get it up and get it in the salad. Also, when people come up, they're pretty amazing. they go, go, well, They stood here on this. Yeah, man, on one of those rocks to take that photo.
0: Nirvana was here, man. Okay, we've got about 30 seconds, I think. I'm looking across at Matty saying, yes, in 30 seconds, what's on your stove? What are you cooking? What are you doing?
4: Well, to be honest, I've actually just put on, I just started cooking before, um, famous master stock chicken. So oh. I've made the master stock, and I'm just about to put the whole chicken in oh. and slowly cook it for, you know, um, Neil Perry method, like that's basically about 40 minutes all up, and then turn it off and let it completely cool. And we'll be having that with some fragrant rice and vegetables tonight.
0: Sounds great. Adam? Yeah.